Well, I learned this weekend from my wife on the way to the campground my father was at that a trailer park is now called a trailer cul-de-sac, which is quite an experience for me. I've never knew that trailer park be a trailer cul-de-sac. That's, that's hilarious. It was quite a, uh, her face was dead serious when she said, look, there's a trailer cul-de-sac. And I just kind of looked at her like, what? Most people call that a trailer park. Anyway, I uh, hope everybody's having a great Memorial Day weekend. Uh, just remembering what it's really about. You know, the people who fought and served our country and, you know, did make it back home. Uh, filled in the scripture, John fifteen thirteen. you know, um, no greater love than this. And a man laid down his life for his brother. So, um, just remember what that's really about this, this coming up weekend. Um, but this morning, we're going to be in Acts 10. We're basically going to do the entire chapter of Acts 10, 1 through 48. So you're going to have to bear with me. Um, I called this, I titled this, The Unclean Becoming Clean. Um, so if you would, we'll start verse 1 of chapter 10, and we'll read it, and we'll go through it. It says that, uh, Cassera, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion, of what was known as the Italian cohort, a devout man who feared God with all his household and gave alms generously to the people and prayed continually to God. About the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision of an angel of God come in and say to him, Cornelius. And he started, he stared at him in a terror and said, what is it, Lord? And he said to him, your prayers and your alms have ascended to as a memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa and bring one Simon who is called Peter he is lodging with one Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the sea. When the angel who spoke to him had departed, he called two of his servants and a devout soldier from among those who attended him. And having related everything to them, he sent them to Joppa. The next day, as they were on their journey approaching the city, Peter went up on the housetop about the sixth hour to pray. And he became hungry and wanted something to eat. But while they were preparing it, he fell into a trance and saw the heavens open up something like a great sheet descending, being let down by its four corners upon earth. In it were all kinds of animals, reptiles and birds of the air. And there came a voice to him, rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, by no means, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice came to him. Again, a second time, what God has made clean, do not call common. This happened three times, and the thing was taken up once to heaven. Now, while Peter was inwardly perplexed as to what the vision that he had seen might mean, behold, the men who were sent by Cornelius have made inquiry for Simon's house, stood at the gate and called out to ask whether Simon, who was called Peter, was lodging there. And while Peter was pondering the vision the Spirit said to him, Behold, three men are looking for you. Rise and go down, accompany them without hesitation, for I have sent them. And Peter sent down to men and said, I am the one you are looking for. What is the reason for your coming? And they said, Cornelius, a centurion, an upright God-fearing man, who is well spoken of by the whole Jewish nation, was directed by a holy angel to send for you to come to the, his house and to hear what you have to say. So he invited them in to be his guest. 
The next day he rose and went away with him, and some of the brothers from Joppa accompanied him. And on the following day they entered Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and close friends. When Peter entered Cornelius him, when Peter entered, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet, worshipped him. But Peter lifted him up, saying, Stand up, I too am a man. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many persons gathered. And he said to them, You yourselves know how unlawful it is for a Jew to associate with or to visit anyone of another nation. But God has shown me that I should not call any person common or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without objection. I asked then, why are you sent for me? And Cornelius said, four days ago, about this hour, I was praying in my house at the ninth hour, and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and your alms have been remembered by God. Send therefore, send therefore to Joppa and ask for Simon, who is called Peter. He is lodging in the house of Simon a tanner by the sea. So I sent for you at once, and you have been kind enough to come. Now therefore we are all here in the presence of God to hear all that you have been commanded by the Lord. So Peter opened his mouth and said, Truly I understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. And it's for the word that he sent to Israel, preaching good news of peace through Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. You yourselves know what happened throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee, after the baptism that John proclaimed, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good and all, and hearing healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we were witnesses of all that he did, both in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him on the third day and made him to appear, not all the people, but to us who have been chosen by God as witnesses, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the, appointed, he is the one appointed by God to be judge of the living and the dead. And to him all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. While Peter was still saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word. And the believers from among the circumcised who had come with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out even to the Gentiles. For they were hearing them speaking in tongues and exalting God, or extolling God, then Peter declared, Can anyone withhold the baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked him to remain for some days. Let's pray. God, I just want to thank you for the day and all that you've done for us. Uh, God, we ask that you uh, touch the reading of your word. You know, hide me behind the cross. Let me speak the words you'd have for me to speak. Uh, we love and we thank you. You never pray. Amen. So Cornelius was, as we read, an Italian cohort. Uh, a cohort was a person in command of about 600 to 1,000 men who, along with those 1,000 men, had different auxiliaries set up all around the countryside. So he was quite a man of empowerment. He, he had a lot of power 
in uh, the army he was in. Um, but he was also respected and feared, or actually he was respected by the Jewish people. They looked at him and respected him. Um, they trusted him. But he was also a devoted man who feared God. And when it says a devoted man who feared God, uh, that was somebody who wasn't from Israel, who wasn't a Jew, uh, but feared God, worshipped God, even though he wasn't of the Jewish culture. He wasn't a part of that culture. And Cornelius, he was probably a man that we would want around us every single day. I mean, he was a man of power. He feared God, even though he wasn't part of that Jewish culture back then, which was a big deal. He feared God. He gave alms to all the people generously. And tonight, do you know what an alm is? Have no idea? Okay. An alm was basically gifts that they gave to the poor. That's all it was. So he's a man of power. He's got great respect in the, with the people. He was a devout man who feared God. He was constant prayer, and he gave to the poor. That right there sounds like a role model to me. And with all the stuff that he had done, one day around the ninth hour, and for those who don't know, the ninth hour is 3 o'clock. At 3 o'clock, he went up to pray, and when he prayed, you know, an angel of the Lord came to him and said that, you know, everything that he'd been doing, God had noticed. Almost like a memorial to God. Like, God had noticed, and it was like, this dude, Cornelius, he is like, he is making a good name for me. He's constantly praying to me, constantly um, seeking after me. He's constantly giving to the poor. He's not worried about money. He, he wants to help people. He treats people with respect. And the angel of the Lord said, go, Cornelius, go get Peter. So Cornelius sent two of his servants, and I like how it says, and a devout soldier, which was somebody he could trust to get the job done. His closest person, closest soldier that he could trust to go get uh, this job done, this task done that needed to be done. And then the second point, it comes down, uh, if you got a little uh, title in your Bible, mine says Peter's Vision. Uh, I titled this one, uh, this is where God makes animals clean to me. So around the 12th hour, or excuse me, around the 6th hour, which for those who don't know, ninth hour is 3 o'clock. The 6th hour is 12 o'clock. And what's 12 o'clock? 12 o'clock is lunchtime. I look forward to 12 o'clock. Um, so at 12 o'clock, Peter, while the lunch was being prepared one day at this house, Peter went up to pray. And while he was going up to pray, he had, it says a trance, I say a vision, um, just through the studies that I've had. He saw this big old uh, picnic blanket, I call it, a big old picnic blanket come down from heaven with all these different kinds of animals laid down. And uh, not in this Bible, but uh, my other Bible, ESV, that I have the words that says, and there came a voice says, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. And then when Peter says, By no means, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that's common or unclean. That voice said again a second time, what God has made clean, do not call common. In the Bible that I was studying in, those words are in red. And most times when there's words in red, that means Jesus said this. So Jesus is telling Peter, 
go kill and eat. And Peter, like we've known him to do several times, like, oh God, I'm not going to do it. You know, I don't eat things that are common or unclean. We've seen it several times where Peter, you know, said, no, God, I will go with you to death. Or other times Peter is like, no, God, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to stand with you. And Peter always regrets those words. And again, God, or Jesus said to him, no, what I have made clean, do not call unclean, do not call common. So in this picnic blanket were all these different kind of animals. And when it says the clean and unclean, clean from my, my studies were like cows, sheep, goats, deers, gazelles, all that stuff that were hooved animals, were clean animals. Well, unclean would have been like your birds, like ducks, quail, um, stuff I like to eat, rattlesnake, frogs. I mean, that kind of stuff was unclean, and God had made it clean. So this was like a whole new concept for Peter. You got to think someone who had grown up in this one specific culture where this right here was the only way to do it. And God said, no, 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 you can do it this way too. Peter was trying to grasp this. He couldn't understand it. And while he was trying to figure this out, um, the men of Cornelius came down to Peter and walked up to him and said, are you the person who is called uh, Simon Peter? And he's like, yeah. He said, well, we need you to come with us back to Cornelius. You know, he's sought after you. He wants to see you. By a vision from God, he wants to see you. And Peter, after being told by Jesus to go do it without hesitation, he went and did it. Went and met Cornelius. And Cornelius, um, when Peter first walked in the room, Cornelius fell down and, like, worshipped him. Like, oh, it's the great Peter. See, to like the Jewish culture or people who worship Jesus, Peter was a big deal. Peter was with Jesus when he was on earth, when the Holy Spirit came down onto the Jews in, this, in the upper room. Peter was there. Peter was the one who um, did a lot of the preaching, and a lot of lives were saved after his preaching. So Peter was kind of this big celebrity, this big deal. It'd be like if you compared it to me, um, it would be like if John Morant from the Grizzlies walked in the door. That'd be awesome to me. Or if he was still alive, if Kobe Bryant walked in the door. That would be awesome. It's kind of that kind of comparison. So Peter was a big deal to Cornelius. And when Cornelius fell down to like worship and Peter said, get up, I'm just a man just like you. There's nothing special about me. I would not be anything without God. So, reading in, it's reading in, Peter opened his mouth and he said that I understand God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him does what is right is acceptable to him. So, after Cornelius and Peter had talked, Peter realized what the vision also meant to a deeper, uh, to a deeper sense that not just animals were made clean, but everyone was made clean. Jesus didn't just die for the Jews. He died for the Jews and the Gentiles. The Holy Spirit wasn't just for the Jews. It was for the Gentiles as well. And Peter understood that. 
that God is for everyone. He doesn't show any favoritism. He doesn't like Sinai more than he likes Troy. He doesn't like uh, Sarah more than he likes Tyson. God shows no favoritism to anybody. He loves everyone the same equally. And his spirit and his grace and his mercy is for everyone equally as well. There's nothing that is goes more to one than to the other at all. And so once Peter realizes this, he goes to the gospel of Jesus. And he's like, you were there and heard the stories of when uh, Jesus was baptized by John coming out of Galilee. You were there when he was doing all these magnificent works and these miracles where he was healing people from the devil. He says, you are witnesses of what he did in, to the Jews and to Jerusalem. I put him to death by hanging on the tree. But God raised him on the third day and made him appear, not only to the people, but to us who had been chosen by God as witnesses who ate and drank with him. After he rose from the dead, and he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one appointed by God to be judged of the living and of the dead. To him, all the prophets bear witness to that everyone believes in him and receives forgiveness of sins through his name. See, Peter, he went through the gospel story with Cornelius. He was like, you know, you've witnessed this. You've seen this. And just from my perspective, I believe Peter was just making sure that they knew the full story of the gospel, just to confirm it. You know, a lot of times we, we talk to people and we hear stories, but until you talk to a person, you don't actually know their story until you hear it come out of their mouth. Like Troy could tell me he was a, a astronaut for NASA. I wouldn't believe him until I talked to him. Okay? So it's kind of what Peter was doing. He's like, he, he was just talking to him about what Jesus did and what he did on this earth. This is confirming what Cornelius knew about the gospel. And while Peter was doing this, the also what I would have loved to have seen the Spirit fall down like it would have in Acts 2, come out of these Gentiles, and it's the people who are amazed by how you know, even the, the Gentiles can receive the Holy Spirit. It says, For your hearing them speak in tongues and exalting or extolling God, then Peter de uh, declared that can, can anyone withhold water from baptizing these people who received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then he, they asked him to remain for some days. See, everyone was amazed at what had just happened. The Holy Spirit fell onto the Gentiles. It wasn't just for the Jews. And then these Gentiles began speaking in tongues and extolling God. They began proclaiming God. They began to you know, understand and to teach um, and to prophesy about about God. And then Peter is like, can anybody withhold baptism from anyone after this? After receiving the Holy Spirit, how can we keep someone from being baptized? So then he commanded them to go be baptized. I know it's not a, a very long message this morning, but everyone can receive the Holy Spirit. It doesn't matter what their social status is. It doesn't matter what they look like, what their background is, what they came from, if they're the president or if they're the beggar on the corner of the road. 
Everyone can receive the Holy Spirit. God shows no partiality. God shows no favoritism to one person or the other because one person has their life figured out and the other person doesn't. It doesn't matter. Anyone can receive the Holy Spirit. Anyone can be baptized. Just to go back for a second in Acts 10, 35, it says, But in every nation, anyone who fears Him does what is right is acceptable to God. Anyone who has the Holy Spirit is baptized, who fears God and does everything that is right is acceptable to Him. Now, do we do stuff that is acceptable to God all the time? No. But thank goodness for Jesus dying on the cross um, to save us from that, to allow us to have repentance for our sins, to allow us to have a um, a true and holy sacrifice where we don't have to keep sacrificing lambs to where we, you know, we can always go to him to ask for forgiveness. So this morning, um, I know all of you here, so I know where you stand, but I want you to think about somebody that you may work with or that you know in town or at your school or whatever that may not know Jesus and they might not be the most popular person around. They might not be liked or whatever. But, you know, ask yourself, you know, do they have Jesus? Um, do you think they've ever been told the gospel? Have they ever been shown uh, true respect? Just think about that this morning. As I pray, Troy, if you want to come. Um, God, I just want to thank you for this day and all that you've done for us. God, I ask that you um, touch each person in this room. God, I ask that you allow us to um, just look at everyone as you see people, God. Everyone who is, um, everyone is deserving of the Holy Spirit. Everyone is deserving of your grace and your mercy. And I ask that you allow us to, again, see people the way you see them have a heart for for people god I love you and i thank you i ask you to forgive us we've sinned against you joy press on jesus christ never pray amen